So, welcome aboard the USS Boda. This is your captain, not Patrick Stewart speaking. You're listening to Dork Trek. Dorktrek.com. Engage, Mr. Manny. Last week it was Jenny and I, and now it's Ben and I here on Dork Trek. Hello, Ben, and welcome. Welcome back to me. I love your. I love the background that you have back there with the monitor in space. It looks very nice. I, I, I'm digging this. This is. Uh, it looks really neat. Well, see, hold on. I, I set up a whole little program for us. Let me get that started there. Please stand by. I like it. I feel like I need to upgrade my background. Game. It's only a painting of something my daughter made. Well, that's beautiful, though. It's fun. It's been up for a really long time. Like, mm-hmm. she we. I got tired of wasting paper and we just had a bunch of scrap wood in our house. Mm-hmm. It was a couple summers ago. I was like, all right, so if you just paint this piece of wood and she did, and I was like, this is really cool. So I just hung it up on our wall. I've got some art from uh, my kids when they were little that I'm going to, you know, try to get framed up and uh, put up around the house. Sounds lovely. Being a parent is a wonderful, wonderful thing. Um, Dennis was, supposed to, Dennis was, yes, exactly. Tons and t- more free art than you could possibly ever imagine. <laughs> And at first you keep all of it and then you have a second kid and you're like, I can't keep all this shit. And then you got to throw it away when no one's looking. I, I can't do it. I have to have someone throw it away for me. Okay. Because I'm just too emotionally bonded. I'm just like, no. But. My whole life is just throwing things away when no one's looking. That's my entire existence. And then praying no one rummages through the trash can because my kids for some reason are like little hobos because they just, <laughs> they just can't throw something away. Like they can peel a banana and then throw it away. Like, they have to peel the trash can and open the lid and then look in there to make sure none of their objects are in there. And like, why is this in here? It's like, oh, I guess I threw that away on accident. Did it fall in the trash again? Oh, no, I can't help what gets thrown away. Sometimes I'm just throwing away entire stacks of papers and all your stuff gets thrown away on accident. Ah. I, I need you to come next time you're uh, in town. Just come by my apartment. I'll leave for like half an hour or so. You just go through and throw, you know, things that look like they haven't been used in a while away. I will. I will. Yeah, there's a good way. There's a good measure of that, Ben. It's uh, does it bring you joy? And if it doesn't bring you joy, then get rid of it. Well, see, it's not so much that it brings me joy. It's just like the thought of getting rid of it gives me anxiety, mm-hmm. which is like non-joy. Okay. Well, anyway. that's not joy. So get rid of it. Get rid of it all, Ben. Get rid of it all. Burn it down. Burn it to the ground. So yeah, so uh, we're reviewing. What's the name of the episode today, anyway? Shakar. That makes sense because that's the name of the dude that the episode is mainly about. Yeah. But before we get to that part of the episode, um, we uh, darts is playing a really big role here at the end of season three of Deep Space Nine. Loving some darts. I uh, it, it's some it's symbolic as all hell. It's the darts, like, because last episode they wanted to break into corks to steal the dartboard. And then Jenny and I were talking about how it would be really cool to have like a Ocean's Eleven style film about breaking into corks and stealing the dartboard. And then now darts. I mean, it's the first thing they open with is darts. It's really, 
They're really, they're really. It, doing it's stuff. it's phallic. There's penetration. Mm-hmm. It's, it's all symbolic of Bashir and O'Brien. Yeah. Well, actually, it's not even Bashir and O'Brien playing. It's uh, it's the commander. Commander yeah. and O'Brien are playing darts. They're tossing darts, and he starts off being real creepy as usual. Yeah. Uh, beat that one, O'Brien. <laughs> He's in the zone. Yes, he's in Auto the zone. He's in the zone. And I, I'm curious, like, if this episode was filmed around the time of Michael Jordan, because that that term in the zone, I think, became popular around the mid-90s. Really? In the zone. In the zone. Because I remember Michael Jordan, like, he was playing basketball against the the – Portland Trailblazers, and it was like this for the first quarter, and he's just sinking everything. And then you, there's this famous shot of him running up the sidelines, and he's just like, I can't miss. And that's when I first heard the term in the zone. Oh. So I was curious if this is around that episode, because uh, the, they, they really use the t- I'm in the zone. Well, this would have been around, what, 95 or so? Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm in the zone. I was surprised, though, that uh... – uh, Commander Cisco, you know, kind of did his whole you know, the zone. Like he he didn't know what it was, and yes. then o, uh, O'Brien had to explain it because mm-hmm. you know my thing was like, well, we use that term in the zone in baseball a lot too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like, why wouldn't Mister Baseball there know it? In the zone is uh, idiomatic. This is from. Wiktionary, I guess, a free dictionary online, which just sounds like the most frightening thing in the entire world because you could just make up any kind of, in a mental state of focused concentration on the performance of an activity in which one dislocates oneself from distracting or irrelevant aspects of one's environment. Lots of ones in that. Or one's shoulder. Yes, or one's shoulder. But yeah, he's in the zone, in the dart zone, and he's just, he's just being great at darts. He's got it. He's, 40, I think what is he's walking out of the bar. Quark says, uh, you know, it's 47 in a row. Yeah. After, well, that was after he beats uh, uh, Dax. It Dax. was 47 in a row. 47 in a row. Yeah. Trying to win any dark games on the way back to your car. Yeah, right. That's a lot of – yeah. <laughs> Had a heart attack recently, but now he's okay. So that's good, I guess. He's not dead. Our, our, our thoughts and prayers. I love Kevin Smith. I remember in the uh, in the early days of Twitter, we had him on our radio show um, because this was when he got kicked off the plane for being too fat. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we reached out to him on Twitter. We were like, hey, would you like to come on and talk about what happened? And he said, sure. And he just came on and talked for 45 minutes. This was like the day after it happened. We just tweeted at him and he said, yeah. And that was the early days of Twitter, like before it got yeah. all kind of convoluted and messy with blue check marks and stuff. Like and before people, you know, knew not to answer people. Yeah, that's yeah. how we got Levar Burton on. We got Levar Burton on in the early days of Twitter as well. We we're like, yeah. hey, you want to talk to us? And he said, sure. I had several conversations with him, and I never brought up Star Trek. I always, we always talked about uh, airports and travel and stuff mm-hmm. because. That was back when my job used to have me traveling all the time. Well, you should have talked about your love of books. Uh, yeah. And well, I didn't. I didn't want to. I didn't want to bring up anything too specific from his fandoms, mm-hmm. so he wouldn't be like, "Up, oh, nerd alert!" But then I found out later he just didn't know any better, and he would just talk to people. He, I heard he gave his phone number out on accident on Twitter. 
twice. Yeah, like because he thought they were DM. He thought he was sliding up in your DMs, but he just put it on blast. Yep. And gave his phone number out twice on Twitter. That's a real bummer. It was back in the old, you know, the Wild West days of Twitter. Yeah. I'm, I'm telling oh, 2009, 10, and 11. Yep. Most of this time's yep. on uh, Twitter. Yep, 2009 was a great time for Twitter because, again, it was like the Wild West. You could talk to anybody. My wife actually got me on Twitter. She went to some, some conference for um, a design group that she was in. I forgot the name of it. I'm sure Jenny might know, being a designer. Um, but, like, they were talking about how it can connect people in different fields. And, yeah, and she's like, you really should do this for your comics and for your radio show. It could really connect you. And now I'm sadly obsessed with it. Yeah. Well, that, I mean, that's the reason I got on was the comic. Yeah. Back in. Kind you of, mean this comic right here? Uh, that would be the one. This one? That's the one. It's supposed to be America. The one that Travis. The one Travis Shrubner says is funny, topical, and a bit naughty. Mm. Is that what he said? That's the comic? That, that's the one. The one Tershna M. Shadavins says you'd be hard pressed to find a more insightful witty or rib tickling web comic this this web comic that's the one that's this is the i've got to get that back online the website crashed and it's not been up for a while i mean you got a barcode and isbn number you can pretty much sell this thing anywhere yep and it's uh, available on amazon boom pick that up you know what i'm going to tweet a link for that bad boy I just, um, I just upped, I just finally figured out how to get myself a Goodreads author page, and I'm so stoked. <laughs> it's awesome. It's pretty neat. I have, I have a Goodreads author page because I love Goodreads. It's like Facebook for books. It's like Facebooks. And uh, I didn't know any better, and I bought UPC codes because I thought, oh, if I ever, you know, I'm going to be super successful with this, so I want to be able to go to Barnes and Noble and anywhere. So I bought barcodes or UPC codes, and then it's just like, oh, yep. Now I've still got those spare ones. Yeah, I mean, whatever. You never know. You maybe you can use them for your werebear fanfic. No, I don't associate that with uh, <laughs> the reality. With my re- that doesn't connect to my real name in any way. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. I... It's cool, Shakar. <laughs> yeah, M Night Shakar. He's the guy that. Uh, Yes, M. Night Shakar Mick McCormick. Uh, so, yeah, so they're throwing darts and he's in the zone. And then we get to the real brass tacks of the issue. We find out that the first minister of the Bajoran provincial government dies. Uh, you know, I still, after all these years, wonder if that was natural. You know what? I guess maybe we can tweet out at, uh, at the writer of the episode, uh, written by Gordon Dawson. The very the famous Gordon Dawson, and well, he uh, had a creek named after him, so he is pretty famous. Yes, she had two babies. One was six months, one was three. Don't want to wait for our lives to be over. But yeah, so we can find out what's up with with that. Mm-hmm. And um, Kai Wynn is now appointed on mm-hmm. an interim basis of. Uh, so now she's the Kai, and now she's also the leader of the Bajoran government, which doesn't sound good never a good idea never a good idea to be the spiritual leader of a people and an actual leader of the people because where does that stop yeah where does the leading of the people stop i ask you a wall between church and state 
Uh, yes, a wall. I, I want to build a wall between church and state and make Jesus pay for it. Yeah. Jesus is going to pay for it. You hear me? He's got the money. Yeah. Have you seen his place in Rome? Cat's loaded. Um, it's his own city and country, Ben. Vatican City is its own municipality, if you will. It's a, a city-state. Yes. And then, um, so yeah, so I guess somehow, some way, Wynn approaches Kira yeah. for a request. She wants her to come, come see me, my child. Come see me, my child. I just, I, I, oh, every time Kai wins on the screen, I, I, I just feel this visceral hatred. How much longer, is she in the whole series? All the way down. Wow. I don't want okay. to give spoilers, but yeah, she's there to the very last. Wow. All right. So she's like a, a not charming and genocidal um, gold ducat. Kind of, yeah, because he's yeah. all the way down too. Yeah, but. Cause I, but I know what happens with gold ducat. I know yeah. some of what happens from my watch ahead. Okay. DS9. But uh, with Kai, though... Here's the thing. I, I, I keep saying that, that Deep Space Nine and, and TNG, was, but especially Deep Space Nine, just predicted the next 20 years. Yes. And so, I mean, here's the whole thing where we find out that Kai Wynn, um, you know, she, she needs uh, Kira to uh, help her with this, you know, get this farm equipment back. Some farm equipment. But the thing is, is that, you know, she's, she's been appointed to first minister. And now, you know, so she's the political leader and the spiritual leader. And she's running, you know, the election. And I guess they have six-year terms. Yes. And so she's now up for, uh, you know, she's going to run unopposed as uh, to be first minister. Because right now she's just like standing in. Yeah. I guess they don't have like an order. It's a provisional government, so they don't have like an order of secession or anything. She's the interim. Yeah. And she's running for full time. Yes. And, uh, you know, everybody it was like, you know, Kira's, you know, kind of ticked off because she's basically, uh, Kai Wynn has taken credit for all the work that uh, Baral did. She is none too happy. Brain. Yes. A few uh, episodes back. And uh, so she's like giving him, oh, but he, he was such an humble man that he, he never wanted credit like that. Mm-mm, I never know. He told me before he died, actually, he said, you take all the credit. Yeah, but I, it, was, it was a whisper and most of the people in the room didn't hear it. I don't need credit. <sighs> he died. So, yeah, you weren't, you weren't privy to that information. You were not. Yeah, because, I mean, why, yeah, why would you know about that? I mean, just because you're banging him and stuff. Yeah, I mean whatever i mean he said he told me that he didn't want credit and that you were a dead lay that's all i heard yeah, yeah. that's all i heard that's all i heard that's just basics but um he faked all his orgasms with you that's all i heard yeah that's all i heard he had a cup of hot yogurt that he would throw on your back when he was finished to make you think he had ejaculated but he didn't like it at all and he just you were a pity lay it's just what just either here nor there yeah after saying all all the other vedics were talking about it yeah after saying he didn't want credit for the treaty yeah deadly no credit hot yogurt (laughs) but i will say i do this was the one thing that i don't think tng did very often uh uh was reference past episodes like 
This is, I yep. mean, they're, they're constantly just bringing up things that happen because many times on TNG, you would have the alien of the day, yeah. treaty of the day, never see them ever again. Of well, the what day. about uh, Worf's adopted brother? <laughs> yeah. You shall not be part of my family. Forever, yes. And yeah. we never saw him again. Not that Jeremy Asher is just waiting. That's it, yeah. He's sitting on a curb somewhere waiting for stepdad Worf to take him to the movies. He's just like, uh, you know, Fry from Futurama, his dog. He's just sitting out front, just waiting at that's the Klingon that, embassy. That's exactly what I was thinking about, is Fry's dog. Yep, just same waiting. Thing. Just waiting. No, but uh, DS9, I think, was where they moved away. Because there were overarching stories for the later seasons of TNG, but just not as in-depth as we see them on yeah. DS9. Where DS9, you've it's very operatic. It, it's where... D, uh, TNG was very episodic. This mm-hmm. is this, this massive, you know, overarching uh, plot that, you know, in for me to do this rewatch, it was amazing to see how many things from first and second season tie into things that end up in, in seventh season. Yeah, it's great, man. Like, it's, it's just really fun to watch. I mean, I, I've really enjoyed... Uh, Deep Space Nine. I can't say it enough. And people who say they don't like Deep Space Nine, I just, I just kind of shudder to think like, well, what, what's not to enjoy? Like, this is wonderful television. Like, have you watched it lately? Yeah. Like, what's wrong with you? Yeah, that's exactly what I think. It's like, does you, does your, is your brain broken? Like, what's happening here? Like, I just. I mean, yeah. There's no accounting for Tate. Everybody but, has. Yeah. Yeah. Some people don't like our books. I call those people dumb. Yeah. I mean, they're probably the same people who uh, hate puppies and uh, America. I heard they do. Yeah. That's the thing. They're also, I'm pretty sure, uh, bedwetting is a common trait among those people. I mean, I didn't want to say it because they told me in confidence, but yeah. Yeah. Total bedwetters. Yeah. Each and every one. I mean, they're just general dicks. Yeah. Um, and, you know, fuck. Much like uh, Kai Wynn. <laughs> yeah, who just generally sucks. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so she wants them to go out and see Shakar. I guess that's his name, Shakar. Yeah. Shakar. Yeah, he's yeah. got this farm equipment, and uh, Sh- Kai Win wants uh, child, child to uh, go get it back. And uh, there's another province because I guess the soil's been toxic. Yes, because the Cardassian- they, they salted the earth to ensure nothing yeah. ever grows again. It's you know it's a, a story as old as time. It is. It and, really uh, is. So they did that before they left. The Bajorans uh, came up with a way to detoxify the soil with these yes. reclamators. Not a lot of them, though. So Apparently. scarce. And this province where Shakar lives has them. Yes. And this other province uh, needs Wants them. Wants them, yes. So they, they can be more, uh, I don't know, get basically put Bajor on the map as a, as a trading uh an exporter of, of mm-hmm. goods and stuff mm-hmm. and kind of get them, you know, known throughout the galaxy kind of thing. They got to get that shit going, son. Got to ramp it up. Got to ramp it up. So you need to, you know, child needs to go and, uh, and, and pick up those reclamators and bring them back. Child, bring us the reclamators, child, child. Chef Stephanie's like, I'm not your fucking child lady. And I was like, well, you don't even like this show, but she's like, I don't like this woman, this, this kind yeah. of Kai Wynn just, uh, she just kind of nauseates everyone. 
I just, I, I want to write love letters to uh, Louise Fletcher. Oh, she's and great. Say, you're the most amazing actress because you just come on screen and I, I hate you immediately. Everyone hates you. Yeah. And it's I hard, hear she's hard to a, do. a wonderful person though in real oh, life. I'm sure she, I'm sure she is, but I'm, but I mean like you can see how she totally sucks though too. Yeah. So she's in a, she's in a show called girl boss. I haven't seen that. Yeah, she's in Girl Boss. I don't know what it is. Um, I don't but know. I'm sure she's the bad guy. I don't know what network. It's a Netflix. It's a Netflix show. I would it's check this out. Canceled after one season. Are they canceled or are they just they just don't make more? It says the no. show was canceled after one season. Hmm. American comedy web series created by Kay Cannon was released on Netflix. The show was canceled after one season. Okay, Girl Boss. Ooh, Rotten Tomato gave it 32%. Really. Well, because they couldn't get past how evil Louise Fletcher's character yeah, like, was, wow, I'm sure. Louise Fletcher really sucks. No, Louise Fletcher is great. Her characters always suck. Oh, she was on ER, too. Hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, she played Roberta Bertie Chadwick. Aw. And then she was, of course, on Deep Space Nine. She's in 14 episodes. I wonder how many episodes she's already appeared in. That's about two a season. Yeah, it so. feels like a lot more. Yeah, I mean, she has. Well, I guess they talk about her, you know, more, or she has impact on episodes more. So. Well, and she shows up, and you just hate her. Yeah. So that's always, you know, like oh god, you don't forget her because you're like this. She's just the fucking worst. So there you go. Yeah, it's like when you have good friends come over to your house, but you know, from out of town, and you're like, oh, they never come by. This is so great, you know, and then. You haven't seen them in so long and you miss them. And it, it seems like forever since you've seen them. But the guy that you hate, if he comes over, it's just like, oh, my God. He yeah, please leave. I, there's no reason for you. You're to always here. God, I fucking hate you. But, yeah, so, so Kai Wynn is just doing her Kai Winnie thing. And then yeah. Kira goes out to see um, Shakar, who is a pretty handsome fella. Yeah. Right? He's, he's 90s handsome. Yeah, he's definitely 90s handsome. You know, he's got like the cool kind of John Tesh hair. Yeah. Right? Like he's got that kind of, he almost looks like a blonde um, um, Hasselhoff. Like he's got kind of that vibe. I, did, I didn't think he was as, 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 as gaunt as uh, Hasselhoff. Hasselhoff has kind of a, a stretched out look back then. Really? Yeah. I just I, the, the 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 bone structure just yeah. This guy looks like he eats, you know, for a, a farmer with toxic soil, he looks like he eats pretty good. Yeah, he's pretty he looks like he's in Healthy. good shape. Yeah. yeah, I'm not saying he's chubby. I'm just, you know, he he's, he he eats well. He he he's got a Planet Fitness uh, membership. He's thinking about switching to one life. But, yeah. You know, got to compare that shit out cuz the farmer's not producing, you're not making the money for that kind of crap gotta hook it up yeah. gotta hook it up but yeah he's definitely got that like mid 90s tv vibe going on again not the most handsomest of fellows uh, but i guess he's kind of handsome in his own way he he what, what he does he does well i guess not, i'm not gonna you know what i'm not gonna disparage the guy shikar was kind of handsome i guess good looking man yeah right he'd get it what <laughs> And now let me ask you a question. Do you think uh, they banged? Uh, I don't think so. You don't think so? I think that group of friends was a different uh, relationship. Okay. 
I, I think, you know, they're, they're like war buddies. But you don't think... I like think the they, potential is there. They may have banged. He's Canadian. Oh, well, then she may have. I guess it says um, he's been on lots of Star Treks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he made guest appearances on Sybil, Murder, She Wrote, Hotels, and the seventh season of Star Trek The Next Generation sub. He was the ghost! That's right, he was. Holy shit. Oh, how did we... I didn't even play The hair. Him. He had the long hair and the, the Scottish clothes and... Uh, wow! I feel so dumb now. Those are really close episodes, though, because that was in 94. Because that was seventh... You said seventh season, so that was like two seasons back from this. Wow, that's really close Um, kind of proximity in episode because that was 94 this is i mean that's less than a year later yeah well the vulcan in this episode was in a lot of star trek too so oh the the vulcan who's playing uh darts, darts. Yeah, yeah yeah the darts vulcan yeah he yes. played lex luther on the old uh, superboy show huh. yeah uh star trek really knows how to use an actor they really recycle them well Oh, yes. I mean, with the makeup, though, that's the thing. It's like, oh, this week you're a Klingon. And this week you're... What else has a covered face? All right. Ronin. (laughs) That was one of the worst episodes. Oh, my God. I mean, who's going to bang the ghost that banged Grandma? Yeah, I mean, come on. I mean, let's get it together. Yeah, it was less than... Because I guess that was May of 94. This was May of 95, so... Oh, jeez. Got two checks. So, I mean, yeah, yeah, less than a year later. I didn't even recognize him as Ronan. Well, good job. Yeah. So. Ronan. Good job to the makeup department. Yeah, right? I want to see if I can... Oh, yeah, look at that. You don't even recognize... Because you forget he's got, like, that weird Dutch boy haircut. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. The longer uh, hair and... yeah. But I see it now. Now I see it. Look. Yeah, there he is. Here, I'll show you. Hang on. Because he's got the weird Dutch boy thing going on. But yeah, that's totally him. Oh, yeah. Maybe that's why they mentioned like the hair. Because she said something to him. She's like, uh, I see you cut your hair. And he's like, yeah, I like yours better. He's like, I like yours too. Maybe that's what they were joking about from the Dutch boy. Could be. Could be an inside joke. You know what? I'm going with it. The Dutch boy. We we predict so much canon as it is. Yeah, I mean, what, what's this? Yeah. I mean, yeah. If, if we say something, I mean, something as minuscule as a hair hairstyle, yeah. Shakar, yes. Obviously. I'm Shakar. And he's Canadian, so he's cool with me. Oh, yeah. We should try to get him on the show. He's got a website. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because he sucked. I mean, that episode was shit. So this is a lot better for him. Like, at least, at least his, he's got to contact us. Huh. Muse- he's an artist, apparently. Oh, nice. Recent paintings, sculptures, drawings, archives. Oh, interesting. All right. So. I wish Dun- I'd been prepared. I could have thrown it up on the big screen. Duncan Rhaegar is a, quite a talented fellow. Let's look at some of his recent paintings together, shall we, Ben? Yes, let's. Let's share screen here, Duncan. All right. It's like we're at an art museum. Let's yeah. This is so the- let's, uh, let's, let's get. Okay. To be fair, though, uh, some of this is comparable to uh sophie's work that that's behind oh you. come on I'm, I'm just i'm just saying he he, he i like his use of washcloths i, I like the the faces that are yeah. that are hidden they're like ghosts hidden in candles mm-hmm. 
Yeah, like the use of washcloths and lightning te- and the textures. Very yeah. good. Very good. Look at that. I'm, I'm seeing a theme. Some eyes. All right, let's see what else he's doing here. Uh, recent paintings. Uh, let's look at the dop- Doppelganger series. Ah. So drugs are legal in Canada as well. Oh, yeah. Or they're just easily uh, attainable. We've got two men on uh, some kind of sailing craft, and their bees are coming from their <laughs> from their mouths. Bees. <laughs> yeah, a lot of yeah. This is too late. This, this is the plight of the lesbian married couple that uh, want the child, but that dream is dead because they uh, have no peen. And they drank too many bees. And and the well, it looks more like uh, what is that? That's not bees. That's, well, you can see the 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 skeleton here. Yeah, it just kind of goes off into a weird flower, and then see, I, th- I think that's that's the the thought of having a child attacking their mind. So it's not bees. It's not bees. Because this one is clearly bees. Yeah. Like that, he's, the honey strands. Yes. He's shooting bees out of his mouth. And the bees are attacking. He's, he's angry. Yes. And this one also looks like bees, but the bees have made like a wee, and he's, that guy's wearing a baseball mitt for some reason. Well, well, this is the early days of Wicker Man. Yes. All right. Back when it was still baseball based. Okay. Yeah. And the, the well, see, one's the pitcher and one's the catcher. This is gay erotica. I'm into it. All right, let's, let's let's look at some of his sculptures. Okay, that's kind of cool. I kind of like that. I would display that in my home. Oh, that's neat. Like, that's, yeah, yeah, I like that one, the, I think, the best so far. Huh. That one looks sad. Yeah, it does. That, that this last this one looks like, the first one looks like a sad robot head. Mm-hmm. This one looks like a, looks like a butt. Because see the butt cheeks right there? Yeah, okay, I got you. Butthole and the thing on the butthole. Yeah. This one looks sad, like a melancholy robot. Yeah. Well, maybe one. he's like, uh, what was his name? Uh, Johnny Five? Well, no, the uh, paranoid android. Uh, okay, all right. I got yeah. you. Yep, yep. From uh, <laughs> uh, Douglas Adams. Hitchhiker. Yeah, Hitchhiker's yeah. Guide. Let's look at some of his drawings. Okay. I like good. that. Okay. I kind of like that first one. All right, so he's, as opposed to, oh, so he's got a Facebook for his art and for his actor. Ah. Interesting. All right, so that's Duncan Rago. Oh, those are, uh, was it chrysalid uh, silk drawings? Yeah, that's pretty neat. I bet this ink stuff is all for sale. It's ink and wax pigment on raw silk. Hmm. So this this was definitely bonus points for the Patreon, I guess, right? Oh, yeah, totally. So you get, we're also an art critic. Oh, did he play Zorro? Get out of here. Yeah, I guess he did play Zorro. Huh. Amazing. The man is multi-talented. He's really great. A he renaissance can, man. He can play a rape ghost, a Bajoran, and Zorro. What a uh, guy. Yeah. If we can get this guy, it's a major score. Yeah. Let's get let's get him to be Zorro. We bring him on Dork Trek to uh, talk about his time on Zorro. That would be awesome. Was that back when we didn't care about, uh, I guess the 90s, we didn't care about race or uh, any kind of cultural sensitivity. So we'll get the blonde white guy to play the Mexican. Yeah, the blonde Canadian dude. Yeah. 
oh, I'm Zoro, eh? I'm totally here to do some cool stuff. Oh, yeah, I'm going to ride off on my horse. You're in real trouble now. I'll make my Zed on your chest. Oh, yeah, I'm going to make my Zed, eh? Yeah. Oh, oh, you guys are totally screwed now. I'm totally boss, eh? Oh, yeah. Coo, 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 coo. <laughs> I actually have a Zorro book that I'm reading. It's the old mm -hmm. Alex Toth. Um, he did Zorro like newspaper strips back in like the 50s or whatever. And I have a collection of it that I'm really looking forward to reading because I love stuff like that. I actually have a, I have a whole book of like old Flash Gordon newspaper strips that I read that were fucking fantastic. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's really great. The main reason I got into Zorro when I was a kid was because that was the movie. What was it? The Mask of Zorro was the movie that Bruce Wayne watched with his parents when he was a kid. Oh, yeah. That's the, the one that they died. Hobo Alley or whatever. Crime Alley. Crime Alley. Yeah. They really got to rename that. They wonder why nobody <laughs> wants to go to Gotham. It's because they have streets called Crime Alley. I mean, that's going to that's gonna be that for tourism. Where, where are we going to meet at? Well, I've got this nice little restaurant. It's the corner of Crime Alley and Murder Street. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've heard about that place. It's uh, nice. I've heard the, the veal there is fantastic. It's, Crime it's, Alley. It's, it's to die for. Yes, it's to die for. Somebody the other night said parts of Cincinnati reminds them of the streets where Bruce Wayne's parents got killed, and I almost fell over laughing. Well, I mean, I think is it no, it's uh shoot. Toledo, I think, is was one of the cities they based it on or something. Huh. So. I've never been to Toledo. I've heard good things though. That's where um Klinger. Klinger's from. Yeah. The and, what's his, and what's his name just passed away too? Um Winchester. Yeah, yeah. Who was a uh, Star Trek uh character? Yeah, he him and uh what's her name were gonna get married, but she but had to go his, he had to go kill himself. Turn 60, you got to kill yourself. Yeah. So. Now he's dead. Now he finally... Uh, got. Oh, and that's... Did Kira play his daughter or did Michelle Forbes? Somebody who came back on like later and got really popular in Star Trek was his daughter in that episode. Get out of here. Yeah. I, and I, I can't remember if it was Inzen Row or it couldn't have been Inzen Row, but I, it may have been uh, Kira, uh, Nana Visitor. What's the name of that episode? Uh, we'll just look up David Ogden Steers on, on Memory Alpha. Winner gets a cornbread. David Ogden Steers. Uh, Star Trek TNG. He was also the narrator in THX uh, 1138. Huh. David Ogden Steers was in, uh, where is it? Half a Life. Half a Life. That's right. I just watched he that played episode. Dr. Timison. Michelle Forbes was in it. You're right. Yeah. She played Dara. I guess that's her daughter. Yep. Huh. Okay. So it wasn't, it was somebody who was Bajoran. So. She was great. I love. I love her. I wish she would have stuck around. Yeah, Michelle Forbes. You know, I'm. I'm happy with uh, Nana Visitor. Oh no, I love. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Like it's definitely worked out for the best. Um, but yeah, Nana Visitor is pretty awesome. But I liked. Um, I liked uh, uh, Michelle Forbes. I thought she was great. I liked Lo Rowe. I thought she was cool because she was kind of a badass. But I guess they did kind of make 
Kira Norris exactly like Roe minus the name, mm-hmm. you know? Well, and then the Starfleet connection. Yeah, and the murder. Yeah. I, I don't know if – well, I guess she did kill a bunch of people, right? Didn't she? Because she disobeyed an order, Rolaire, and then a bunch of people got killed. So, yeah. yeah but I guess, like, hers was more accidental, whereas um, Kira Norris is just, like, a stone-cold killer. Yeah. And you could say that for a lot of people on DS9. Stone-cold killers. That, I mean, all the non-Starfleet folks, straight up murders. Yeah, like they like Death Row with like Tupac and Snoop Dogg. Yeah. Like all those cats, like Suge Knight. They're the Suge Knight of Star Trek. I mean, it's like, you know, there was a, what, a Bajoran TV series called, you know, The, the Streets of Bajor. <laughs> Homicide, The Streets of Deep Space Nine. I'd watch that. But anyway, so um, so we go back to the bar and your man O'Brien is just throwing just bullseye after bullseye. He can't lose. Can't lose. He's in the zone. Yep, he's in the zone. And then we go back. And that's Odds are 15 to 1 on the next match. Yeah, that's basically the B story-ish darts. Yep. Which is kind of fun, I guess. No need to have a heavy B story. It's just O'Brien throwing darts. Yeah. You know? that, that was actually, you know, O'Brien's rap name, too. Yep, O'Brien throwing. Heavy, I bet, heavy, heavy B. B story. <laughs> heavy, B. heavy B story. And I guess, too, like, O'Brien was like, you know what I like doing? I like drinking beer and throwing darts. Do you think we could work that into an episode? He's like, yeah, sure, or whatever. We can do that. You know, we, we, we got to get the, you know what? Our, our ratings are sinking here with the darts crowd. We got to do some yeah. stuff to get the darts crowd back. I actually, during uh, the, uh, the move, I found my dart set. Ah, like Jenny gonna... didn't believe me, and I was just like, ah, and I found the case and I opened it, and she's like, "You're weird." Now, so, do you have like Star Trek, uh, Star Trek darts? Because I know you can get like custom tails, right? Yeah, mine are just uh, little English flags. I'm surprised. I thought you'd have like Starfleet flags. No, no. I don't want to use the word disappointed because I think that would be too, too heavy. But yeah. well, yeah, I think this was. I was my my heavy dart days were back when I was in the Navy in the late nineties. So Jesus, 20 years ago. So uh, that is a long time ago. It, it was, it's like the entire life of my uh, daughter. Wow. So, you know, that's crazy. Can't go out to the NCO club and play darts anymore. Got to throw some darts. Yeah. Hey guys, I'll be back throwing darts. Yeah. Uh, See, that's the thing. If I had Uber, like my life now, if I had the free time I had, the, well, wait, I got the free time now. Yeah. But if I could just like time shift some things around so I could have had Uber back then and just go to the, go to the NCO club, get a pint, throw darts. Some darts, Uber home. You can still do that now. Yeah. Well, who do you play darts at around here? And I'm, I'm, I'm rusty. I'd, I'd have to, you know, like find a private area. You have a dartboard in your house that you can set. I, I, I want to get one, but. Uh, I thought you have. Oh, you just have the set. You don't have the actual yeah. board. Okay. Right. I just, you know, I would take my set to. It's like when you have your own pool cue. You yes. don't always have a pool table. Okay. That's my lack of uh, dart knowledge. When you said you had a dart set, I assumed that you had a, you meant a board as well. No, no, no. I, I just yes. meant my, uh, my, I mean, it looks like a, a Starfleet eyeglass case and then you okay. open it up and then there's the three darts and, and all the spare uh, tips and uh, there's, there's not a mini Spock in there. No, no, that, 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 there could be, I have one. That, that'd be cool. It would be cooler. Yeah. 
Just I'm, like I'm thinking of Q Masters is maybe the place I could go, and because uh, that's the the pool. Right. Some darts, but they might have dart boards there. I have to check. Yeah, yeah. I mean, sure, you could buy a dart board, then you wouldn't even have to leave your house. Yeah, but I, the the social aspect of it. I I, I want to meet. Yeah, but a, do you want to talk? I want to. I want to talk to people who throw darts, though. I do. I want to meet either O'Brien or Bashir. Kind of slumming and, and uh, <laughs> hang out. Now, you know what we should do, which I think would be fun? We should buy a bunch of eyeglass cases and little Spocks and put little Spocks in eyeglass cases and just leave them places. If people open them up and they see a little Spock in there. Maybe a little note that says remember. <laughs> that'd be fun, right? That's like, uh, that'd be like Star Trek performance art. That could get expensive, though. It could, yeah. It depends yeah, on those, how those action figures. Oh, that was a thing. I almost bought it, too. I might go back to the store. Uh, there's a new vintage... My wife makes me clean out the attic, and now I've opened a shop to sell all my shit store. Ah, cool. Okay. And uh, it's over at uh, an area mall. I don't want to give this away before I get a chance to go back over there. But there's a Kira Norris action figure. You got to pick that up. See, I, I almost got it last night. I'm surprised you don't have it already. I almost did it for the show tonight, it, and I had not seen this episode yet, so I didn't know how... It would have been perfect. But here's the temptation is I can't leave it new in box. That'll hey, be open. That'll yeah, be you open. You got to play with it. Yeah. Yeah. What's the point of getting it if you can't play and with it? And she comes with like a Bajoran uh, uh, phaser, a Bajoran tricorder. Like That's all. fun. Yeah. It's it's the Star Trek collection Bajoran edition or Bajor, Bajor edition. I'm sorry. That's pretty fun. You should You should get on that. If I can get her and Vedic win, and then I can like have them, like you know, fight. And as they're fighting, they 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 find out that there's some chemistry, and then they fall in love. Oh my god, that would be so hot. Um, but yeah, so Kara goes back and tells Win about the meeting, and she's like, "Oh great, get out of here, way to go." Yeah, because well, her thing was like the guy doesn't want to give it up. They tell war stories. Oh, dude's got one arm, and it's like, hey, you know what? We're not fanatics. We'll definitely meet with her if she wants to meet. Yeah. And then she agrees to meet, and then she tells her to go back to Deep Space Nine, and then Kira goes out to tell Shakar what happened, and while he's there, two security officers come to just arrest him. Yep. So she lied about it. She lied to him. The spiritual and political leader of a planet lied. What is the world coming to? You know, this is not the Bajor I know. No way. This is uh, fake news, Bajor. I don't like yeah. it. This is not cool. You know. And now they're running from the law. Kira, uh, Shakar, and then the guy with one arm and the lady with big tits. Like, they're just running. Yeah. And but the pers- thing is, there's some support starts building about this. Yeah, well, because everybody likes big tits and one arms. Well, and yeah. they, they like Shakar, too. I mean, yeah. he's a war hero. Uh, you know, he liberated a lot of prisoner camps that, uh, you know, he saved everybody's sister. He's, he's like pretty, Speedy Gonzalez. Yeah, he's pretty handsome, you know. Yeah. He's well, that like, was the thing. He's like, you know, how do you know Shakar? Oh, he knows my sister. And then yeah. Kira kind of smiles and goes, huh, he knows everybody's sister. Yeah, he's banging everybody's sister, Jack. He got kids all over the place. All over. I mean, hell, that's, I mean, that's where most of the support's coming from. Well, like, they say that he's been fighting. Uh, he was, he fought the Cardassians for 25 years. Yeah. Um, but he doesn't look very old. So when did he start fighting the Kardashians? Probably when he was a kid, like uh, most of the resistance did. Yeah, he was I like, mean, that's the thing. Uh, what was it? I was just reading the 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 Roe Lauren thing, where you know it's one of her earliest memories is the Kardashian gave her a piece of sugar candy, 
and then took her in a room where her father was tied to a chair and killed her father in front of him. That's right. Yeah. So, you know, so it's just like, okay, that, you know, so that's, that's where she pretty much became, a, you know, a radicalized. Writer. Yeah. At yeah. like age seven or something. Yeah. So that, that's how, so 25 years, you know, and he might be 30 years old in this episode. So yeah. Right. Now he probably what like 35, 40. Yes. Yeah, so he probably he probably started when he was a teenager. Yeah, you never know. Tossing rocks at the Cardassians. Yeah, and, I'm saying, uh, hey, suck it, Cardassians. You some guys, graffiti. You guys are dicks. Cardies are tardies, and you're like, whoa, dude, un- uncool. And they're like, yeah. Cardies are tardies. That's pretty funny, though. It's it's unacceptable. That that's the kind of stuff we we don't want to promote. Yeah, but it's funny. Cardies are tardies. And they eat it Hardee's. Yeah, and they eat it. Well, Hardee's, you know, I would, I, I miss Hardee's breakfast. That's all I'm saying. Y'all don't have it out there? Nah. You got Carl's Jr.? Nah. Oh, so you're like in the middle of that wasteland yeah, between, because yeah. one's East Coast and one's West Coast. Yeah, and, we're in the, yeah, we have like, there's some in like, in Kentucky closer to the border and stuff, but we don't have it around here, so. Yeah, you're too civilized for Hardee's. Yep, that's us. So yeah, so uh, so they're on the run and they're hiding in the canyons and they're doing all kinds of stuff and yeah. you know they're they just kind of I mean it kind of breaks down with he's there the the uh, Shakar and Kira both kind of like dude I didn't kill a bunch of Cardassians to also kill a bunch of Bajorans so like yeah. they just kind of throw down their weapons and they say yep. hey look you know i don't want to do this I, I, this isn't what i want to do this isn't how i want to live my life i want to have a peaceful bajor like there's we shouldn't start a civil war over something so simple and the colonel the the guy that was chasing them seems to you know be on board everybody wants what's best for bajor yeah and meanwhile kai win is already talking to uh, cisco about you know he needs to send in some starfleet uh, yeah security or okay you know what you're not going to do that? Well, maybe we're not going to join the Federation. Yeah, and I think Cisco did good by calling her on her bullshit. He, she's like, that's pretty much a big react, an overreaction. And she's like, no, child, it's not an overreaction. This is, they're testing me to see what I need to do to live my, yes, child. This is Trump's Bajor. Yeah, totally. And like, yeah, and I mean, Cisco called her out on her bullshit pretty quick, but oh, yeah. she, she kind of went all in. She was like, no, dude, not. So now, uh, you know, Kira and uh, Shakar surrender to the colonel and he takes them back to uh, meet the first minister. And she's all like, oh, you brought me two gifts. She's all gloaty and shit. And he's like, nope. Nope, not prisoners. We're running for, I'm running for office. Running against you. And that was cool. And and it's not like, oh, they're, you know, we, you know we'll let the people decide. Nope. Uh, if you run, everything that happened, we're telling everybody. Damn, son. My thing is, why didn't Kira do this? So, because if you don't get rid of Kai, she just keeps coming back. Yeah. So it's like, you got all this evidence? spill the beans yeah but i guess like it's hard to do that because she is the kai so like at this point now it's like she's like super pope yeah yeah she's yeah that's a good way to put it super pope so 
super pope it is and you're exactly right so so she stays doing kai and uh and kira really enjoys telling her you better pack your shit bitch yeah, yeah. like pack them bags yeah but you best get the fuck out of here because we gonna fuck you up lady kai win kai win and that's it O'Brien has to have surgery and he loses. Well, yeah, he's reaching back to uh, to get his uh, ale. Yeah, right out of socket. Needs major surgery that's going to keep him out for the rest of the afternoon. I was just handing him a drink. Yeah. Messed up everything. Fucking fucked everything. I was just... The guy that played the Vulcan, though, um, we see him so many more times. Yeah, but I'm going to tell you something. These these character actors from the 80s or from the 90s. Yeah. That just was everywhere. But I'm going to tell you something, Ben. Uh Uh-huh. The fix was in. He, he, there was like Nancy Kerrigan stuff. He tried to break his arm. Oh my God. Did you, so it was one of those Vulcan pop the socket grips that he did. Yeah. Think I'm wrong. It looked it looked pretty pretty pretty. Funny. He was uh, standing right there behind. Um, yeah. So yeah, played by Sherman Howard. <laughs> oh, he uh, was uh, the kid they found that didn't want to be human, that had been raised by aliens, and he was going through his rite of passage on TNG. Sherman Howard was? No, Sherman Howard was the f- the adopted alien father. Okay. Yeah. So he's been on Voyager, he's been on DS9 and TNG. Wow. Yeah. They really put you to work. Dude, it's in uh, he played so he played uh whatever this weird alien was. He played a Vulcan and then he played a Klingon. Suddenly human. Yeah. It it was the uh not as good sequel to to suddenly, uh, suddenly see more. Suddenly, oh, and so Jenny and I were talking about this the other day on Facebook. Um, somebody was saying something about uh, uh, what soap operas, daytime mm-hmm. soaps, and they were talking about the CBS shows. And my family, we were ABC, and I mentioned uh, in the morning was Ryan's Hope. So we, you know, that was the first one of the day for my grandmother, and that had Kate Mulgrew on it. I love Kate Mulgrew, who became, you know, Captain Janeway. Yes. But it also featured this guy. Huh. He was uh, a cast member on Ryan's Hope uh, with Kate Mulgrew. Interesting. And then he was Lex Luthor on uh, uh, Superboy. Okay, and he was also. It's Superman the animated series. He played Steppenwolf, which um, I everybody everybody loves Batman the animated series. But don't sleep on Superman the animated series. It's really good. I think, and you had to have the two of those before they did uh, Justice League and Justice yeah. League Unlimited. And I mean, um, Clancy Brown is the voice of Lex Luthor, and he's fucking amazing. Oh, and he was on Seinfeld. He's the guy that the Junior Mint fell in. Ah, okay. Interesting. There you go. Did you <laughs> Yeah. It's very refreshing. I did not know that. Me neither. That's really funny. Cured when the junior mint fell inside of him. 
That's so, awesome. and again, he's one of those faces that, you know, you know, he's in a ton of things. There's a, what do you call it? A, a, a documentary on character actors. That's on Netflix. I can't remember the, uh, I was, it's funny that you just mentioned character Cause I was listening to NPR the other day when I was vacuuming out my car mm-hmm. and they had, um, Christopher Lambert, the guy who filled, who when they took Kevin Spacey out of that movie, they put the older actor in. Christopher Lambert was the actor who replaced him. I thought that was uh, Christopher Plummer. Yes, that's right. Christopher Lambert he is also, Yeah. yeah. Christopher, Christopher Plummer was in uh, yes. Star Trek. Yes. I'm thinking, thinking, thinking about Highlander. But anyway, so it was, Christopher, it was Christopher Plummer. So yeah. Christopher Plummer was saying that like he had to wait until he was older and less attractive to be a character actor because they get all the good roles, mm-hmm. which I thought was the, which is ironic for a male actor to say, because I'm sure if a female actor heard that she'd say, well, if I got old, my career is over mm-hmm. no matter how talented I am. So that's gotta be salt in the wound because he got nominated for an Academy award for a movie he was only in because um, Kevin Spacey kept rubbing his dick on everybody. Yeah. Well, again, Star Trek connections all over that because the guy he got rapey with is on Discovery. Christopher Plummer was in uh, Star Trek VI as uh, General uh, Chang. So it's just it's, it all ties together. He was also what was it? He was also the dad in Sound of Music. Mm-hmm. So, which was Sound of Music was uh, directed by uh, uh, shoot. Uh, Wise, what's the guy's name? Not Ray Wise. Ray Wise was uh, the guy from uh, Robert Wise was the guy who directed Sound and Music and also directed Star Trek The Motion Picture. Hmm, interesting. It all ties together, man. Everything does. comes back to Star Trek. It all does. It all does. Star Trek and Seinfeld. Yeah. It, well, Star Trek and Seinfeld are just like the, the helixes of a DNA just yes. together. Yes. The helix of the DNAs of 90s television. I mean, you think about it, Star Trek goes on for so long. I mean, there was what? 18 I mean, years. Eight, yeah, 18 years of continuous Star Trek with TNG, Deep Space Nine, Voyager, that like, yeah. And Enterprise. Course. Yeah. You know? And I'm not even counting Enterprise to some extent because like when I think of like the 90s holy trinity of Star Trek, Enterprise was uh, 2001, right? Uh, Enterprise, yeah, I think 2001 to 2005 because it came on right when Voyager ended. Okay. The next season after Voyager ended. Because I mean like you had like at one point, weren't all three shows on at one time? No. Okay, so so Trek – so. So TNG was over Deep Space, but Deep Space Nine and Voyager ran concurrently, right? They ran well, together. Well, it was um, Deep Space. So TNG ended and Voyager started. That was how those two were. But Deep Space Nine overlapped both of them. Okay. Like okay. It, it started before TNG ended and then it carried over into Voyager and ended before Voyager ended. So... There was always at least two episodes during that time. Though there was always at least two Star Trek series on at a time. Had, once DS Nine started, because there was DS Nine TNG and then DS Nine Voyager, yeah. and, then and then Enterprise got canceled far too early, and we went to the the dark twelve years of nothing. Yeah, but some of those Voyager, I mean, some of those episodes aren't. 
That was the longest we've ever been without Star Trek was yeah. between uh, end of, uh, what do you call it? End of Enterprise and the beginning of Discovery. Yeah. Because before that, what was it? Uh, the longest we'd gone without Star Trek would have been from end of original series in 69. And then the movie came out in 79, the motion picture. So it was only 10 years we had no Trek. Mm-hmm. Oh, not even that, because you had the animated series in 74. Yeah, that's true. And the animated series, pretty good. Not that bad. Like, they got some wacky-ass episodes, but overall, pretty good. 50-foot spot, but other than that, yep. that's where we get to meet uh, Captain April. Yeah. First to Captain of the Enterprise. Yep. Before Pike. Before Pike. Yep. Robert so, April. Robert April. So what would you think of the episode? What did you think of Shakar? Shakar, a uh, pretty good episode, I think. Um, it, I mean, it wasn't like outstanding, like, oh, my God, this is the greatest episode ever, but it was, it was a good episode. Had some action, you know. Um, limit. I mean, that's the thing is the action that you get here is 90s TV formulaic action. Yeah. So it's not like crazy, you know, action hero stuff with people jumping off walls and blah, blah, blah. But some lasers. Good. Yeah, I, I give it a good seven. All right. I would say six and a half. Like I like it. I dig the the the, the further stories of Bejor. Uh, mm-hmm. Anytime Kai wins in an episode, you know it's good because she's so just grating and crappy that you know you'll be emotionally involved because whatever is happening to her, you want to see it either crash into a mountain so she gets burnt or you know. So you're always rooting against her. So it's always fun to have her around. Yeah. So I'm always, whenever she's around, I'm always kind of emotionally invested because I just hate her. Absolutely. So, but yeah, I liked it. I thought it was very good. I mean, it's getting to the point where even the, even the lesser DS9 episodes are still like, wow, that was still pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing is, is we're hitting that ramp up now to the really good stuff in my opinion. Because for me, season four is when I really started noticing, which uh, unfortunately, you know, it coincides with some cast changes. So, yeah. Oh, a wharf. We get, yeah. We get a wharf. Well, I didn't want to spoil anything. I mean, everybody knows. I mean, I knew that wharf went to DS9 and I never watched it. I just knew he Worf ended up there because they even mention it in one of the movies. Yeah, he's on the Defiant. Yeah, and, uh, the, and when the like, board cube is blowing it up. Yeah, it's like, hey, so you you got to take some time off from Deep Space Nine, huh? And he's like, yep, I sure did. Now I'm here helping you guys because I'm pretty great. Yep, I'm awesome. I'm a Klingon. I am wonderful. Look I have two penises. Look at my four balls. So he was totally banging uh, Troy. Mm-hmm. Right. And then he's going to be here banging somebody soon. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, okay, so now all this time, from what we've learned from Discovery, it's just like all this time it was DP all the way down. All the way. That's why. But I think when we find out who, I think she'd be into it, the DP, because she's, mm-hmm. she's pretty wild. Pretty wild. You know, she, she definitely likes it, I think. See, so yeah, then though, what was it, his... Uh, his baby, his baby mama mm-hmm. from uh, T, uh, TNG, yes. Kalar. Kalar. She was half human. Yes. So how does that even work? You're asking the wrong guy. Yeah. 
<laughs> yes. we, we need we need Dennis on here to come. Yes, up. yeah. Dennis is the biology major. Yeah, asking the wrong guy. I'm a history major. I, yeah. I, you know, I I know it happened. I know when it happened. I just don't know how it happened. I agree with you, sir. Yes. <laughs> but overall, good stuff, man. And it's always yeah. a pleasure. It's always a pleasure talking to you, Ben. I, I like I like uh, I like doing episodes with you. Good times. Yeah, it's always fun. Yeah, man. So that's uh dork trek for this week give yourself a round of applause for listening rate us on itunes it's always nice when people say nice things about us even if you say bad things about us i won't care too much i was talking to a guy in my manchester city supporter group and he's a big star trek fan and i mentioned my podcast to him and then he was telling me about other star trek podcasts we listened to i was like yeah i bet we're dirtier than they are and he was like oh yeah you guys definitely are and then he quickly moved on didn't say he liked it didn't say he was a fan of it. Didn't say how many episodes he listened to. He just said like, oh yeah, you guys. I, I think we uh, we were trailblazers on the Dirty Trick uh, stuff. I'm fine with it. Yeah. I Nobody mean, else was prepared to talk about two penises. Nah. Or the other random shit that happens on this show. But I mean, yeah. you know, again, what do you want from us? You know? Rape gangs going after cats. That's not me. That's that's them. That was them, Ben. We that can was... just we we can just comment on how odd we found it that gangs of people wanted to rape cats. Lines, yes. Yeah. Not my fault. Or you know, we we talk about uh, Riker's uh, hair sweater that he's yeah. uh, he's got that chest hair thing going on on when he's uh, banging alien chicks. He's a stud. He is. He's a stud. And so are you, Ben. No. So are you. I grew the beard. Now I got to shave the head. Yeah, don't sell yourself short, bro. You're I'm, sh- I'm, I'm shaving the hair. All right. It's, yeah, that's going. I, the, I like it though, but it's nice. You're, you're going. You're going full Cisco. Full Cisco. Gonna get the I, beard, I thought, white Cisco. <laughs> I, I think I'm, I'm going to do that in, in conjunction with. Uh, as soon as Cisco shaves his head, I think I'll shave my. All right, white Cisco. Yeah. And um, then my Vulcan wig will fit better for the role playing stuff. Yeah, and then you can get the cool uh, Deep Space Nine uniform and just go for it. Yeah. Who are you? I'm white Cisco. See, here's the thing, though. I, I might also then look like a white supremacist. Yeah, yeah. The, the goatee, the shaved head, I, you know, I'm bitter about life. Yeah. It, it all goes together. You'll look like Ed Norton in American History X, let himself go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too busy hating Jews to do sit-ups, man. I can't, I can't, I can't do both. <laughs> <laughs> One or the other, buddy. One or the other, man. One or the other. So, all right, Ben, we'll have a good, have a good one. And I'll talk to you soon, my friend. Goodbye.